David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and I have a lot to talk about in today's episode, a lot to get into today. Um, What a great episode, nonetheless. A great guest. Really excited to talk to him. A lot to talk about today. Uh, We actually got a lot of feedback on last week's episode with Andy Fiore, a great guest. A lot of people had asked if maybe he would be willing to co-host a couple of episodes, and I thought that was a great idea. We've talked to him about it. Not a firm no. So we may be following up on that. He may be sending us in a tape, and we'll be looking forward to that. We talked a little about John last week on the show. We want to get John. We talked about him getting him on the guest. He's a bartender from Union Station, L.A. Thought that would be an interesting get, but he had kind of gone missing on us. A little worried. Our staff has confirmed. Apparently, he's out there and safe. He's been confirmed to be safe. Last I heard, he was on vacation at Joshua Tree, so you never know. I hope he's doing okay. We're looking forward to getting you on the show, John. Great things to get into on the show today. Great guest, a great show. But of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day is heliotrope. Also known as old helio, heliotrope is a pink purple tint named of the color of the heliotrope flower found in South America. Today's color of the day, heliotrope. Now, one last thing before we start the show today. A little worried, like we had a couple weeks ago, Jerry had incidentally followed a stream of emails that was ended up being a scam. We did not get a sponsor on that week. Jerry has promised that this is a legitimate sponsor here, so hopefully not another one of his problems. But today's sponsor of the show, Nigerian Breweries. Get ready for an unforgettable experience with Nigerian Breweries, the largest brewery company in Nigeria, serving not just Nigeria, but the entire West Africa. Introducing their crown jewel, Turbo King. Indulge your taste buds with every sip of this rich, velvety brew, crafted to perfection and steeped in tradition. But that's not all. For all you high-energy enthusiasts out there, Nigerian Breweries has got something just for you. Their exhilarating energy drink, Climax. Get ready to power up your day with this electrifying taste sensation. Remember, when it comes to quality and flavor, it's got to be Nigerian Breweries. So go ahead and grab your favorites and savor every drop of this remarkable craftsmanship. Buy directly from nbplc.com or email them at partyrider at heineken.com. Thank you, Nigerian Breweries, for sponsoring today's episode. Great to get new sponsors on the show. Today's guest, our guest today is a local Colorado favorite, a well-known comedian and podcaster who has performed at great venues like the Fort Comedy Club in Fort Collins. Trinidad Lounge in Trinidad, Western Sky Bar and Tap Room in Inglewood, and all over the state. He's also appeared on Discussion Combustion Podcast, Hip Hop 24-7 Podcast, and hosts his own show. Left Hand Right Brain can be found on YouTube, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. Check out episode number 314 to hear from friend of the show, Ethan Everhart, who has appeared as a guest on both of our shows now. Please welcome and make some noise for our great guest today, J.D. Lopez. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, J.D. So you host your own podcast, is that right? That is true. I've hosted many podcasts. And that's such a many podcasts. And no surprise there, it's an impressive number to be at episode 314. How many podcasts do you think you've done up to this point? Oh, uh, now I've been doing radio since I was 18, so I do have a lot of broadcasting experience myself, but to have that number on a show with your own name behind it is so impressive. 
Uh, thank you. Yeah, I've been podcasting since 2013. So wow. I'm definitely in the 400s with just podcast episodes specific. Well, we might know, be tied for experience name. there. That's something interesting there. I had no idea you had such an experience in broadcasting. Is that Did you start broadcasting before you started stand-up comedy? Uh, around the same time, actually. You know, I was a big fan of the podcast. I actually almost went to community college for broadcasting specifically. I reached out to some local Denver DJs when of I was in between high school and college and i was like i love talk radio how do i get to what they didn't have a radio station at the at the college that you went to they did but i got seduced by the video production side i went over to got my degree in uh, communications video production i see i started at the university of manhattan kansas and uh, shout out kmkf and of course they had their own station there but i wanted to ask you so well first we have a clip right no, we had a clip for a couple other people, so I didn't think yeah, Jerry's saying that we don't have anything for that. But your production value is so high. I noticed you know, your art and everything that has to do with your podcast. So it really shows that you have all that experience with. When did you start this left hand, right brain? Uh, that came about in 2014 when the uh, first podcast, JDJO, uh, you know, doing things with a partner sometimes doesn't always go your way. So it kind of fell apart. You know, right now you have this hurting. solo project there. So you actually started yeah. it with a co-host. Yeah, I started JDJ with my friend Joanna. We actually just did our 10-year anniversary pod. I recorded that before this, so that should be coming out soon. Well, we'll definitely be looking forward to that. And I listened to a lot of the show. I did very much enjoy this show, especially with that Ethan Everhart. It is tough, though, when you bring in, I can't think of a radio duo that doesn't end with some sort of flaming burnout there. So it's no surprise. (laughs) We did have a quick segment that we had to jump into today. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about. And of course, that means it's time for my favorite segment, not really my favorite segment, but it's becoming a fan favorite. It's a new segment that we brought back a few episodes ago. It's David Collins Red Cards. So we have a few red cards to hand out today, and you might have some red cards to hand out yourself. The first David Collins Red Card today goes to Novak Djokovic. Did you see this? He lost the Wimbledon for the first time in five years. But he didn't Mm. just lose the Wimbledon. He lost to just a 20-year-old Spaniard, a new player by the name of Carlos Alcaraz Garfia. The Spaniards, they got the passion, you know, and he's got youth on his side. He's got youth on his side, but that's why Novak Djokovic gets a red card this week. The second red card this week goes to Logan Paul. Did you hear about this? No. Logan Paul has a new energy drink. He's always always wrapped in controversy. Famous YouTuber, Logan Paul, he had a brand new energy drink that came out that had a lot of controversy wrapped around it. So his new energy drink is called prime energy and one 12 ounce can contains 200 milligrams of caffeine very dangerous level you know a red bull only contains 80 milligrams yeah i've been doing the celsius those are 200 milligrams of caffeine of caffeine baby well they might need to get their own red card also this week too much caffeine in the veins man that's where i want it and our third red card this week goes to sloan my old program director at KMKF, KSDB is what I meant to say. I was, I, I had this on my mind the whole time. KSDB was originally my college radio station. KMKF is 101.5 K-Rock. It's, it's where I was fired from last year. And I got a mm. call from Sloan this week. He gave me a call. And he had this idea of maybe I would start calling back into the station, maybe kind of get my foot back in the door as a regular call-in segment. I'm not sure what he had in his mind, but I told him, I'm busy with this show. Of course, he should know. He acted like he had no idea that I'm working on this show. 
pretending as if I'm not been, I, I think it was just because we accused Kent, we accused Dave G he's a morning host there and we're a little worried he's been stealing some of our bits since this new show and oh, we're doing really? it in the mornings oh, really? you know, so it's a dying medium so we why would that, you want to go back right I, I exactly right we have this new thing going here and I wouldn't want to and I think that's why he pretended like he didn't know and I have some moles mm -hmm. over there I know they're talking about me so it's not as if I'm not aware of what's going on over there but that's why Sloan gets a red card this week yeah red card baby JD, do you have any red cards you want to give out this week? Uh, no, no, none, none, none for me at the moment. I'm feeling good, feeling gracious. I want to forgive and forget, you know. Blue cards. Blue cards all the way, but that's good. We always try to avoid negativity, and that's why I almost didn't even want to talk about that phone call, but I try to make sure that my audience knows what's happening, at least between yeah. me and that old radio station, especially since I've taken so many listeners with me to this new medium. You have Love a regular hat on today just a trucker's hat it looks like but i noticed in so much of your content you actually wear a cowboy hat and i wondered if that was a part yeah. of your character or if you, if you did anything <laughs> special with that no i mean i do love the hat you know it was it's been a recent purchase for me you know i, I like a uh, mini young boy i saw the yellowstone show and thought i bet i can pull off a cowboy hat right and <laughs> so i went to a, a shout out cow lot uh where i went and got the hat you know we talked about it i tried on a bunch of different things you tried on multiple hats i wonder is yeah. buying a cowboy hat a lot like buying a suit yeah i mean you got to get the right fit and you want to get it tailored you know they told me the best the biggest mistake people make is getting too large of a brim so you got to cut it down well, yeah, I'd be very interested in hearing exactly why. We always love a fun, fun fact on the show. But, of course, that sound means it's time for our first game. We have a very fun first game for you today. This first game is called Who Said It? Ice Cube or Superman? Of course, we're talking about Ice Cube from the band NWA. So we're going to go through a quote from either Ice Cube or Superman, and you're going to have to tell us who said it, Ice Cube okay. or Superman. I'm ready. Perfect. Hey, a fan of music? Are you a fan of comic books? Yes, both. Perfect. Well, this should be right up your alley then. Why don't we jump into round one? You can round call me a lot of things, but no one's ever called me Superman. Ice Cube <laughs> uh, Ice or Cube. Superman? What, what do you think? What, what do you get to your thought process there? How do you get to that? Um, I just listened to him on Rogan, actually, so I think he said it on Rogan. Interesting. Let's go ahead and take a look. That's right. Ice Cube. This quote is from Ice Cube, particularly during his time with the rap group NWA in the context of the turbulent social and political climate during the late 1980s and early 1990s. Ice Cube often spoke with his experience as a young black man in America and the challenges faced by his community. Of course, yeah. that was Ice Cube. Why don't we look at round two here of who said it, Ice Cube or Superman? Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later. Ice Cube or Superman? That sounds like a Superman quote to me. That sound like a Superman quote. We got to wonder, though. He's taking a lot of leaps of faith. That Son of Krypton, baby. That's correct. This is a quote from Superman from 2013's Man of Steel. Superman is known for his incredible abilities and unwavering commitment to justice and protecting humanity. That's interesting. A leap of faith. You know, for somebody that has so many skills as Superman, though, I wonder how many leaps of faith he really needs to take. I'm sure he can just walk confidently. Ice Cube, I'm sure, has taken many more leaps of faith. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube more of a uh, role model for kids than Superman. You know, I'd say that. It's, it's tough to say, though. You know, it's much more achievable role model, even out, reach, out of reach as it is. Why don't we look at round three here of Ice Cube or Superman? Who round said three. I never back down from a fight, and I always speak my mind, no matter the consequences. 
Ice Cube or Superman? Ice Cube. That's right. It was Ice Cube. <laughs> this quote is from Ice Cube, the rapper known for his outspoken and confrontational style in his music and public statements. As a member of the rap group NWA, Ice Cube was known for addressing social and political issues in his lyrics, often fearlessly speaking his mind about the realities faced by the African-American community. I think he said that in Are We There Yet, though, as well. So, kids movie. <laughs> David. 30 minutes. Show with David. Listen to work at home or on your device. Stream us now. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show, and we have great guests with us today, J.D. Lopez, who's a stand-up comedian and podcaster, and we want to talk a little about your stand-up. So I wasn't able to see so much of that online. It didn't seem like, of course, you had a few clips out there, but you really seem to be pushing the broadcasting format, which is great. I totally can respect that. Do you do a lot of stand-up around, around all around Colorado? I do, you know, I try and get it as much as I can. You know, um, I do think of myself as a podcaster who does... Uh, comedy on the side is where most people are the other way around. You know, certainly doing comedy first. And then well, we got did into speak podcasting. with friend of the show, Colin Strajak, who is probably in that same boat there, who, who has a pretty successful podcast with hundreds of episodes and is more now dabbling with that stand up community. So I wonder it's probably that same energy there. Well, once you're podcasting and you kind of make these make these connections, you probably want to go give it a shot and you're coming up with these materials and gaining these experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started doing comedy and stand up about the same time uh, back in 2013. Uh, podcasting gave me the confidence and the know how to go out and do pods because, you know, you heard all these comedians on there telling you how to do it step by step. You right. Know, you you're learning, to an open you're speaking mic, already. You, yeah. You write how you, they write material. So, I mean, there's a big comedy boom right now. And I think podcasting is a big part of that. It probably has something to do with there. How would you describe your style of comedy? I, I think of myself as more of a storyteller. You know, I do love this long form uh, you know, that you can do with podcasting. So it's harder for me to whittle it down to just set a punchline. Right. For and that's interesting. Stuff. So many people that we've had on the show really, really refer to themselves maybe as a joke writer. They say one person actually did call themselves a rant comic. And they said some people tell stories, some people tell jokes. I'm just ranting on stage. And he's very funny, although that's an intimidating thing to hear. I understand. <laughs> do you hear a lot? Are you that must be a pretty small area of comedy there where you're you're out there storytelling that must be more difficult to perfect. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm a big Titus fan, you know. Um, Titus? Yeah, Christopher Titus, uh, okay. big influence on me. I loved his show. And then, you know, because he came from like a raw pain, right. you know, uh, screwed up family point of view, which I, I can relate to as well. Uh, it's harder to get out there because open mics, you only get like three to four minutes of time you know, to get up. And so it's harder to tell a long, longer story. Is it story that short? You know, I was in Manhattan, Kansas, of course, before I moved to Iowa last year after I lost my job, I moved up here so I could be closer to my mother who was hospitalized. And I wanted to, I, I, I noticed that the mics here, you're able to get a lot of time on stage. So that's curious that you say in Colorado and a lot of the venues, you're only getting three or four minutes on stage. It seems like a lot of the mics out here are just looking for anybody to fill that stage. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we have a, a, a robust comedy scene here in Denver. So, I see. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people trying to get stage time. Oh, well, there's so many people out there. Maybe it comes from your podcast there. You're talking to so many people. I like to ask this to everybody. How do you think you how do you how do you come up with your material? Oh, just living life, you know, life imitates art, art imitates life. Of course, well, as a storyteller, you might even just going up and saying, well, I woke up this morning and I was trying to put a sock on and this hilarious thing happened. And you're just able to translate that right into your your stage time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it does come from my life experience for sure. Fascinating. 
we had a, I wanted to get back into this. We might even make this a regular segment. I thought about having Jerry create some sort of sounder for this, but we didn't have, have that opportunity this week, but I thought it was something fun to talk about, and we've done this before. But I follow, of course, 101.5 K-Rock's Facebook page, and they like to do this every couple of days. They have a fun Ask a K-Rocker segment. And this week, they asked, for today's Ask a K-Rocker, Cakewalker, K-Rocker, we want to know, do you self-checkout or do you avoid it at all costs? And then they had this funny picture there of a man looking at the mirror, and there above it it said self-checkout. It's a good one. Good it's very funny. Gag. But what do you think about that self-checkout? Do you use that self-checkout? I must say, I do avoid it at all costs. Oh, I always really? want to be face-to-face with somebody, making sure I'm not getting taken advantage of. I'm always worried those machines are doing something shifty. What do you think? Uh, I, it, it depends on how many things I have. If it's just one or two items, I will go to the self-checkout. If, I have, if I'm you know, grocery shopping for the week and I got a full cart, then I'm going to a person. Right, sure. and then they get to do all the dragging there. What's interesting yeah. about these self-checkouts now, they have the self-checkouts that have the whole conveyor belt there for you. It's almost as if they used to they used to say that now you have four self-checkouts available when they would just fill one, and now they just replace the human with the robot. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting like that we're that. running into there. What? So you have your podcast, Left Hand, Right Brain. And yes, I don't, did I ask you, how did you come up with that name? Of course, David Names. Collins' 30-minute-and-a-half-hour show, it's actually named after my mother. There's a rhyming scheme there, uh, but we, we don't like to talk about her name. We had a, a fan of the show, or a friend of the show, I should say, Slice of Life. I'm more of a fan of his show. And we asked him how he came up with Slice of Life. And of course, he's doing a show. It sounds like kind of similar to yours, but they're going over different slices of their life throughout the show. So it was kind of interesting. Left hand, right brain. Is that a political statement? <laughs> no, no, it's more of just like a, a nod. You know, uh, I'm left handed. Uh, you know, they say left hand people are more creative. Right. You know, or left hand people are in the right brain. It's, I feel like I'm a creative and sensitive artist kind of thing. So that was a play on that. Do you do music and everything? I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I feel very strongly that I saw a guitar at some point in a background there, and I was curious. And you had mentioned before. Ask me again. And you're familiar with Ethan Heverhard, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Ethan, great friend, good comic. Um, yeah, I grew up, uh, I played saxophone all through high school, middle school. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been musically inclined. Musically inclined, of course. Well, I wonder, so are you planning on, is, has he invited you to some of these? So Ethan, we've actually talked about this with a previous guest too, because it's an, a very interesting format where he's going to be having comics come do their time on stage and then his band will play in between. And then that comic will be performing with the band. Are you expecting to be on any of those shows? I'm expecting to be asked. He hasn't asked yet. <laughs> I see. Well, we'll definitely so, advocate for you there. Red card for Ethan, actually. There, I do want to give a red card. Ethan, you got it. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. We'll give Ethan a red card there. Anything else that you have to plug or anything else? that What projects are you working on there? I have a monthly comedy show called Comedy Save the Video Star. It's a music video comedy mashup show that I produce here at Western Sky Bar and Tap Room, uh, where I get comics on and they uh, pick music videos that they love or like or just you know think are funny. We uh, talk about why we picked it and then we riff over them, Beavis and Butthead style. So that's great. It sounds like in that area there of Denver, you have some very unique and original shows being put together. It really what a great robust scene like you called it. That's fascinating. It's so great to hear about with so many different people there. We might have to look into getting some other Denver comics in to see if everybody else has such interesting spectrum of talent. Of course that sound means it is time for our second game. Our second game today actually came in from a listener. Kurt from Cedar Rapids, Iowa works at Applebee's. So he sent us in this menu here and at the back it has a, a trivia game called 
test your Indiana Jones knowledge. So we're going to go through that Indiana Jones knowledge game. If you look at this menu, it says explore your favorites. It's very themed. I'm not sure if you can take a little little peek at that, but of course. So thank you so much for sending in this menu, Kurt, so we can try going over that. I hope you're a fan of Indiana Jones. I am. I just saw the movie, Dial of Destiny. Perfect. And that's what it's promoting here. Dial of Destiny. It came out June 30th. Yeah, this is not. Tanked, so. This is not an endorsement, of course. Please don't take it like that. It was just Kurt who works at Applebee's. Do you like Applebee's? More of a Chili's guy, to be honest with you. I see. It's interesting. You know, when you see them, they are often on the same street. I wonder if they know that they're competing. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's a real Chili's, Applebee's, Texas Roadhouse situation. I wonder if there's some sort of agreement there. Why don't we jump into round one here of test your Indiana Jones knowledge? I'm ready. What is the name of Indy's longtime friend and confident returning in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? What is the name of Indy's longtime friend and confidant returning in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. I know him as Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Unfortunately, I am not too informed on the movies Indiana Jones. I have to say the answer here is Salah. Right, yeah, same actor played Gimli. Salah. I see. So well, I'm not wrong. Anybody kind listening of like there? Kind of right, kind of wrong sound effect. If he did get that correct, make sure you email me at dc thirty minute half dc thirty minute half hour at gmail.com so we can check to see. We love to see. And if anybody playing at home, make sure you're sending me those emails. We didn't let that know at the beginning of the show. We like to give that email out so everybody else can participate in the games too. That answer was Salah. That's all right. It often is just a just a. It seems you're Salah, right. It seems. But... Salah. Why don't we jump into round two here? Which actor takes on the role of the film's villain, Dr. Voller? Which actor uh, takes on the role of the film's villain? Well, I know him as... Uh, um, he played Grindelwald in the last uh, Crimes of Dumbledore movie. <laughs> I'm sorry if you just couldn't think of it there. You have ran out of time, and we might just need that half-half sounder there. The answer was Max Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Mags Mickelson. Mags Mickelson. Is that correct? I've heard both. Mads I think he's Dutch, so that that must be why they wrote it like that on the Applebee's (laughs) thing here. They make it impossible to read. That's all right. Let's look at just round three here of test your Indiana Jones knowledge. This should be a little tricky. Which artifact did Indy never recover in the last four films? Uh, his dignity. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> the the Ark of the Covenant. No, the the cup. No, yeah, he took that to his dad. Uh, yeah, his dignity. Final answer. This is a tough one, and I don't think that I would be able to get this on the spot. I must say this at nauseum. I feel like I say this every day. If I couldn't, if if you asked me earlier. I would have been able to think of it. I just can't think of it right now. But the answer, of course, what artifact did Indy never recover in the latest four films? The answer was Menorah from the Second Temple. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Is it in the second movie? Because he gives back those rocks to the village people. From the the Second Temple. I'm not sure. Maybe it is a little specific to that new movie. Hope everybody enjoyed that Indiana trivia. It was an interesting take, but thanks so much for sending that in, Kurt. We're always looking for listener suggestions, so it wasn't the worst idea. Did you like that game? Eh, not the biggest Indiana Jones fan. I wish it would have been a different fandom, but thanks, Kurt. Yes. Right. Thank you, Kurt. Do, do you think between the first game and that last game, which one do you like the most? The first one, because I was way better at it. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. 
But that's all right, because Kirk just segues us well right into our next segment, David Collins' call-ins and emails. And we had one email that I wanted to go over there. Last week we played a fun game, and this listener enjoyed the game so much he had a suggestion. This comes in from Eric from South Carolina. Jerry, could you go get that? Hi, David Collins. I'm a big fan of your show, and especially the bad reviews of movies. I thought it would be a fun change up to have good good reviews of bad movies. All right, so these are good reviews of bad movies. We play a game on the show where we go over bad reviews of good movies, and you're supposed to guess which movie they're referring to. He sent in a few rounds here, which looks like a lot, but thanks so much, Eric, for sending that in. Why don't we just pick one of these rounds here and play? Pick this one here. This is a film from 2011. So everybody put their thinking caps on, 2011. It's a bad movie, but it's a great review. This movie made me and my friend feel more emotional than I previously knew possible. The soccer scene is a true work of art. The way they shovel the peppers into the Mexican woman's mouth is beautiful. Overall, a life where you don't watch this movie is a life not worth watching. Let me know if you need the answers. Thank you, Eric. Well, thanks so much for sending that in, Eric. JD, do you have any idea what that movie might be? That would be the um, Will Ferrell soccer movie where he was like a dad who uh, coached his soccer game. That sounds so correct there. It must be that Will Ferrell soccer movie. I can't even think of it right now. Is it? Is it cheaper by the... No. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go ahead and jump into this next email here. Um, we we had a couple emails come in that I think we're just gonna they're just gonna put off for right now. But we did have one voicemail come King in from screaming is what it's called. Kicking and screaming. That's great. And if it was that movie or if anybody else has an alternative movie that review might be from, make sure you send me that email dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. We had another email come in from, we have a Jamaican correspondent, which is great to hear from. Haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks, but B-Dude decided to leave us another voicemail last week. We wanted to get it on last week's episode, but it had to be pushed back, unfortunately. But let's take a little listen to what B-Dude has to say this week. Hey, David. B-Dude, yeah, straight out of Jamaica, man. Me just have to drop your voicemail and make you know how me love the recent guests on the David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. Them there guests, the real gems, bro. Me just have to tell you, man, Cardiff Electric's potato character have me a roll pound the ground while <laughs> laughing. It turned comedy gold, bro. Who would even think a simple spud could be so crazy hilarious? Keep ringing the unexpected, brother. As for me, bro, me Diana soak up the sun and yam the layback Jamaican lifestyle. Whether me lounging on the beach, savoring some jerk chicken, or grooving to the reggae beats, Jamaica know for keep the good vibes flowing. Your show is the perfect soundtrack to me Jamaican adventures, bringing laugh and entertainment everywhere me go. All right, David, that's the lowdown from this year Jamaican paradise. Keep bringing the amazing guests then upon board, and me you keep tuning in from this tropical corner of the world. Giving you thanks for keeping the laughter flowing, man. You do an awesome job. Enough said for now. Love and respect me, dude. Catch up on the flip side, man. And thanks so much for sending that email in, B-Dude. So great to hear from you. Glad you're doing well. Cardiff Electric was such a fun guest. It's interesting we had a potato on the show. It was very outrageous. An actual speaking potato. That's wild. It certainly was. 
And of course that sound means it's time for my actual favorite segment, World News with David Collins. And we have some fun stories to cover here. Some, I guess it depends which side you fall on on some of these stories, but I like to ask our guest here, JD, if you think of world news this week, what might you be thinking of this week? Well, always thinking about the Ukraine, you know, uh, the Ukraine-Russian thing going on. You know, it's a lot of stuff there. On the top there, it's tough. You know, if you if you look up world news, it always seems to be Ukraine COVID. Even now, that, I wonder, I wonder, the last 24 months, that must have been the same Google search there. But we have some fun stories. O'Hare was forced to reschedule hundreds of flights last Wednesday due to Toronto tornadoes touching down near the airport. I guess that's why they call it the Windy City. All those terminal employees blowing hot air. I hope they're doing well. Yeah. Do you do too much flying? Yeah, I'm not much for flying anymore. After all these stories, I feel like it'd be easier just to walk. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to do more traveling if I could. You know, it's just financially, it's hard. Of course, I can certainly understand that. Well, Callie, this heat wave, are you affected at all? But I understand California is much further away than Colorado. I certainly understand, you know, we used to drive and travel to the Southwest when I was young in vacation. It was, it was it was a far travel, but I understood that California was still hours and hours and hours away. But California has been experiencing this heat wave recently, a month long record heat wave consuming California reports show it has not slowed tourist destinations, including Death Valley. Isn't that interesting? People still out there, same numbers going to Death Valley. Yeah, I mean, you got to get that vacation in. You said you planned it way back in the, you know, uh, last year, and you're going to do it. I'll be damned if it's 120 degrees out. You know, you got to drag your kids you gotta, there. Take the kids out. We're going to get out there. Right. And even we, like we talked about earlier, John, we want to get him on the show. Last we heard, he's still taking a trip over to Joshua Tree in this heat. So you never know, I guess. Did you hear he about this mushrooms. Pennsylvania train derailment? No. Well, this was the most recent. It was just this week, 40 car, a 40 car freight train derailed last Sunday. The conductor obviously didn't have a one-track mind. Uh, thoughts and prayers, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if he thought he was a jazz conductor because they've been doing a lot of scats on the track lately. How many How many people died? Well, I believe it was, uh, it was no, you know, the problem with actually these trains is that a lot of the time they only have one conductor for these entire freight trains. So you know, one of the one of the pieces of legislation that was trying to get put through last year that got pushed back and, and didn't end up going through was just one of the rules was just to make sure that they have two conductors in every one of these trains to make sure that everything's being looked after. So it's interesting. They're always deathless, of course, as long as you don't consider the hazard waste that might come out of there. But we're still waiting to really see what the end. But we always try to avoid the negativity there. Of course, we could talk about the millions that are going to die as a result of it. But we're just looking for that uh, the little track material there. Do you have any jokes Silver about lining. that? <laughs> Jonah uh, Hill. Jokes. Did you hear about this Jonah Hill situation? That's a little yeah, more light, lighthearted there. I heard about Kanye liking him, yeah. I see. Well, I haven't had their, I haven't heard that take, of course. Jonah Hill, he's best known for 21 Jump Street, Superbad, and Wolf of Wall Street. He fell into some controversy this week after his ex-girlfriend mm. released some scathing text messages showing he may not have he may have been a bit controlling over their relationship. Yeah, I saw that. It was like he was kind of weaponizing uh, his uh, his boundaries, I guess, in a way. Right. Right. You know, I. I would never want to defend somebody like that, but I would be worried. I'm not sure if any of my text messages are ever going to get out there. You know, you make a big enough name for yourself. You wonder who's going to use those messages against you. I think I'm just going to start using any of the any of the other options available now. I think we might have to just get off the phones entirely. Yeah, maybe you should go back to writing letters, but then they could just take pictures of those as well. And then you're in the same boat. 
That's an interesting take though. Writing letters. Do you write, do you write your standup material in a notebook? I do. I do. I got a bunch of different notebooks. And it's uh, always a controversial subject. I wonder if that's going to be the same subject when it comes in the future, if everybody's going to stop texting and some people are going to say, you know, it's, it's like digging for bones, like an archaeologist digging for bones when I write a letter. Might be an I interesting mean, take there. Did you see this movie Oppenheimer? Are you looking forward to, to this movie Oppenheimer coming up? It's actually based on a book. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that as well. I don't know. I mean, I like all the actors in it. I do think, you know, it'd be fun to see Robert Downey Jr. not being Iron Man. But, uh, right. you know, it's just it seems like a big bummer. You know, we Is just talked about right uh, to watch. Just as uh, speaking of all these millions of people, right. It's right on that same note about the actors is played by uh, Robert Oppenheimer is actually being played by Cillian Murphy. Yeah, uh, not a not a I know well him better name. as uh, uh, Scarecrow from the Batman films. Is that right? I didn't know that connection here. I, I think he's best known here for playing the main character in Peaky Blinders. Uh, yeah, that was after Scarecrow. He's done a lot of movies with Nolan. so they're, well, they're I'm just hoping that this doesn't spark a trend of people in their 20s dressing up in a doctor's outfit. I mean, the, the lab coat, I don't know if that'll come back into fashion, but, you know, they do have nice hats back then. You know, Certainly. Like, I think it's kind of fell out of fashion over the last couple of years, if you ask me. One thing I'm looking forward to see, Matt Damon is playing someone named Leslie, which is, is going to be a, a change attack for his career, I think. <laughs> and that's how it means, of course, it's time for our last game, our third game today, right on the theme of Colorado, because, of course, you are, are you a Colorado native? Yeah, yeah, local, yeah. Don't really use the term native. I see. Well, there's a lot of Colorado original people that are from there, there, and a lot of people coming in. And, of course, it's a growing place, but it's nice to know that you've been there for the entire time that you've been around. This game is called Cannabinoid, Song You've Enjoyed, or both. So it's either going to be a strain of marijuana, it may be a song, or it may be both. Are you ready to play Cannabinoid, Song You've Enjoyed, or both? Yes. Perfect. Why don't we jump into round one here? Round one, Maneater. Maneater. Is that a strain of weed? Is that a band? Or a song you've enjoyed, I'm sorry. Is that a song you've enjoyed? Is that a strain of weed? Or is it both? Uh, you know, I worked in the cannabis industry for a couple of years. I think it's both. That is incorrect, unfortunately. Now we do have a note here. We are referencing grassley.com for our list of strains so again if anybody knows that strain and wants to send an example email me dc 30 minute half hour at gmail.com we'd be curious to know apparently we have a lot of listeners that need to defend jd lopez's answers today but that's always great to get that engagement man (laughs) is a song by canadian singer nelly furtado from her third studio album loose it's from 2006 man eater right man eater one word Garfunkel and Oates song? I believe it is. You know, it's not that this is not the rendition that I think of when I think of Man Eater. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Nelly Furtado. Why don't we look at round two here? Maybe better luck in round All two. Notes, I guess. Bright Fire. Bright Fire. That's a strain. And we love to see some confidence there. That's right. Bright Fire by Polymar Craft Cannabis is a rewarding yet difficult plant to grow. This strain is a cross between Fire OG and Tangy Sunrise. Bright fire. Are you do you do you indulge in the Colorado lifestyle in that way? 
No, not anymore. I mean, I tried. I tried to get into the lifestyle. That's why I had to get out of the business ultimately, you know, I mean, because these people in the weed industry, they're really following their passions. You know, right. and I was just there to try and make some money. So you found a new passion that that's very it's honorable there that you that you've recognized that. And you said, hey, these people enjoy it much more than I. I'm going to separate and go do something that I enjoy much more. And that's interesting. Why don't we look at round three here of cannabinoid song you've enjoyed or both? Round three is God's gift. God's gift. I mean, that's both. Perfect. A bit of a trick there. God's Gift, a strain that became popular in California dispensaries in 2005. God's Gift contains flavors of grape, citrus, and hash. Also, God's Gift is a song by artist J. Cole from his 2011 album, Cole World, The Sideline Story. That's great. You did so well on a few of these games here. They were some tough ones for you, JD. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Did you have fun? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of course, do you have anything else that you want to plug on the show today or anything else that you want to say to our audience? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Left Hand Right Brain. That's where uh, all the pods are. Uh, I produce a couple different shows in here in town. Yeah, Let's Get Drunk and Talk About Your Wedding and Help Me, I'm Scared, another podcast about horror films with Katie Bowman. So definitely check those out. I think you'll like it. If you like this pod, please check those out. Perfect. J.D. Lopez, local Denver favorite. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.